On this episode of Main Street Magic, Jared, myself, and Jamie from Capture the Magic Podcast are filling in for Jeremy and Rhonda as they recover from their Disney escapades over the weekend. So today we're going to talk about navigating the parks with toddlers. This is episode 92 of the Main Street Magic Podcast. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the show. So you may have heard from the intro, or if you didn't hear from the intro, you hear it now. Uh, This isn't Jeremy. This is, in fact, Jared uh, from Capture the Magic podcast and the Diz Dudes podcast. And uh, Jamie and I are hosting the show for today because Jeremy and Rhonda are recovering from their uh, Disney. They went overboard at Disney. Jeremy stayed an (laughs) extra night, and uh, he he texted me and said, uh, basically like he was they were dead tired and Rhonda I think had to work 12 hours when they got back so he asked if we would care to you know fill in and I said no and then he I'm kidding I said yes <laughs> so yeah so we're filling in to help him out so I am joined if you ever listen to Capture Magic podcast I am joined as always by my lovely wife Jamie so Jamie how are you I'm good how are you I'm good very good so this actually well we joked because we haven't been on mainstream magic podcast yet so i i just told jeremy i would tell everyone i demanded that we just take over and just have a ctm takeover so um, i like it i like it yeah so uh <laughs> yeah obviously you guys may or may not have heard us before but we're on the caption magic network and the family here and i obviously i do Diz dudes as well so we are excited to host for you guys and hopefully you uh you can at least stand us for an episode here so um and we're going to talk about something that we know a lot about, well, I say a lot. We've learned a lot over the past couple of years, which is navigating the parks with toddlers or a toddler because our daughter is two. She just turned two, actually. Yes. And, yes, she uh, did. We've, we've been many times without children, and we've been a handful of times now with, you know, as she gets older and uh, more active. So we've got some tips and things, you know, if you're going to the going to the park with some toddlers, some things you could do to, Maybe not make it where you're wanting to pull all your hair out by the end of the day, which may happen either way, but hopefully this will help keep your sanity a little bit, I suppose. Am I right? Uh, you are correct. <laughs> they they can be very insane. <laughs> For instance, our daughter is at this stage now where she wants to climb on the couch, wait uh, until we see her on the couch, and then laugh and try and jump off on the padded side, but we're terrified she's going to fall off on the other side, and she thinks this is a game, and... It's a, it's it is a, It is a game. It is because she's figured you out. Yeah. It's a terrible game. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, yeah. So they can, they're fun though. So, uh, but before we get into the meat and potatoes of the show, uh, Jeremy has informed me to let you guys know, uh, you can be sure to, or excuse me, be sure to check out main street magic on the web at main and also on Facebook and follow Jeremy on Twitter at main magic there and also don't forget to check out our show which is captain magic podcast uh you can find us at ctmpodcast.com and we have new we have new shows every monday and thursday so thursday is our new show and then mondays are kind of just kind of a grab bag whatever you will Mm -hmm. 
And obviously, Jeremy and I do Diz Dudes uh, every Wednesday. And that's also on the Capture Magic feed, so be sure to check that out. And uh, obviously, Main Street Magic has shows Tuesdays and Fridays. So basically, we've got you covered every day of the week on the network. So there you go. Get your Disney fix. Yeah, you do. Yeah. So, all right. So, like we mentioned, we are going to go over some things you can do when visiting the parks with toddlers. And um, basically, this is going to encompass ages 1 to 10 in in most cases. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not like specific to toddlers. I mean, you could say all this is just for toddlers, but this can encompass older children. This could even encompass adults. If we're, if we're being honest. How dare you. Yeah, but we're <laughs> we're going to try to zero in on the toddler stage. Yes, and if you heard our show before, we've done a similar episode on this, but we'll, we've got some... Because we've went again since then, so we have mm-hmm. even more information to share. And our daughter is older, and she's trying new crazy ways to make it hard for us to go to Disney. <laughs> no, she's lovely. She's lovely. She's lovely, but she also increasingly gets crazier as, as a... Yeah, time goes on and this true. is something jeremy said they want us to do because they obviously jeremy and Rhonda's kids are no longer toddlers so this is something that um jeremy had to, i think they had to babysit for his niece or something and she was two and he texted me and said like how do i handle a two-year-old and I'm like just buckle in buddy it's uh <laughs> it's gonna be a fun one for you i like that that's good advice you know, buckle in they're just they're 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 crazy like if you literally did the movements of a two-year-old all day long you'd be exhausted you would literally mm-hmm. sleep better than you've ever slept before. So, oh, yeah. All right. So we have about six uh, things here we'll hit and we'll go on. These aren't really ordered in importance or anything. We're just going to hit right. these um, kind of as they were thought of, I suppose. So uh, the first one here is stick to your child's normal schedule if possible. Right. So kids are a creature. They're creatures of habit. So they like to keep... They like to know what what's going to happen and and kind of go like a set routine every day. Um, especially with being at Disney, they might feel a little bit out of their element, but this can bring them back in if you keep them on the same schedule. You know, keep the naps, you know, co- close to the same time. Keep snacks, like if they have a snack at a certain time of day or you know they're going to get hungry or sleepy, you know, account for that in your planning. Um like I said, you know, it's all about routine for little ones. Yeah, and it does help, especially if you're, like, when we travel, we have that time change. So, there's that adjustment to it. And it does, it, as much as you can control those, it does help in, in I think, just the, uh, maybe not the being overwhelmed, you know, on their part. And it, and for adults, too. I mean, it's the closest you can stick to your normal schedule. I mean, obviously, when you're at Disney, it's going to be much different. But yeah, if you eat same time as you normally do in the day it probably tends to make things a little bit easier so agreed does the same for the little ones yeah all right uh number two is to keep plenty of snacks in your park bag lots of snacks like this one for us was a lifesaver because our daughter goes from being like where she won't touch food sometimes and just doesn't want it to being famished and wants to eat everything in sight so having plenty of snacks in our bag definitely helps out in case Hunger strikes and we're in the middle of the parks. And I'm not talking about just enough for like one or two snacks a day. I'm talking like pack like four or five. Like pack like you're, you're going out of town for the weekend, honestly. Because 
you may get into a situation where you are waiting in line for a very long time. I don't know if anybody does this with toddlers, but if you do have to wait in line for, for a lengthy period of time, grab a snack and just, and just hunker down. That's <laughs> basically my advice for that. So if you have enough in your bag, you know you're not going to run out, especially if you have picky eaters, because our daughter is a very picky eater. And if I don't have certain amount of snack or certain type of snacks in her bag, she, you know, she throws a fit. She wants what she wants. Yeah. And, you know, I know some people say, well, I'll just grab stuff at Disney and give to them. But like we said, in our daughter's case, she may or may not eat that. Right. Um, like she loves Chick-fil-A chicken nuggets, but you give her like basically any other chicken nugget and she's just going to look at you like, what is this? <laughs> Pretty so much. Um, you can play that. You can kind of gamble that way. Uh, but yeah, I mean, for us, like she's why our daughter's wired like me and I get hangry and mm-hmm. so does she. So it helps yeah. us to avoid meltdowns to have food. And if she does get really upset, you know, I would say eight times out of 10, it's usually due to hunger to some yep. degree, which yep. Jamie sometimes forgets. Uh, sometimes you would I think do. after dealing with me, you'd be like the first thing you would think. They're of. so moody. Toddlers are so moody. They are moody So creatures. it's hard to, it's hard to yeah, but, keep that in mind. Um, I, I think this goes a long way. This is probably like, I mean, if I had to rank these, this would definitely be either number one or number two. Just having enough food on hand just in case for stuff like that. Because it's, it's saved us a few times. And along with that, just as a side note here, make sure you have a lot of water for them. It is hot, especially in the summer at Disney. And make sure they stay hydrated. Because they might be throwing a fit and they can't tell you what's wrong. They can't tell you that it's, you know, it's thirst, it's, you know, it's too hot or whatever. They're dehydrated. Yeah. And honestly, that goes for adults. Um, We've been at Disney on one trip. We saw three people collapse. Yeah. Like pass out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in front of us. Um, And dehydration is one of those things where it kind of creeps up on you. So even when you're not thirsty, drink a lot of water. So we always try and get her, make her drink you know, at least a little bit of water every time we take a stop somewhere or things like that. So same for you. Uh, the last thing you want to do is is get heat stroke. And I actually think, not, not even heat stroke, you just want to get dehydrated because then you're just not going to feel good. And I know a lot of people, a lot of people say, you know, they get three or four days into their trip and they kind of start feeling run down. They don't feel very good. Yeah. And they might feel like they're getting sick. But a lot of times it's actually just kind of dehydration building up on you. Um, so it'll get you. Drink a lot of water and you'll, you'll have a much better time. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, our third one here is um, if you can, obviously depends on your, you know, your plans when you're, you know, what parks and stuff you're doing, but take a day to just kind of relax and rest. Like a non-park day. Yeah, if obviously if you can. Yeah. Um, this would be, you know, if you're staying on property, you just hang out at the resort or what, you know, take just a leisurely day. Maybe we're not dealing with crowds um, as much as it is for the little ones. I mean, even for the psyche of. The grown ones that can help out kind of decompresses you uh, for, you know, just dealing with crowds and heat and stuff like that. It, it wears on you a little bit. And it's kind of hard to keep this in mind, especially if you're planning a vacation to Disney for the first time. You're thinking, oh, I got to do this. I got to I got to fit this in. We want to do all this stuff. Well, that's all in, you know, good, well and good. But once you get to Disney and you have all these things planned and you realize, wow, I'm not going to get to half of them. You realize that you've done too much. You overrun your whole family and they're just exhausted. And by the end of the trip, you're just ready to go home. Putting a day day of rest. I feel like I'm putting the Bible. <laughs> putting a day of rest. Day of rest. And in your vacation, like even like halfway through, 
you can kind of recharge your batteries. You know, swim it, swim in the pool. I mean, every hotel I, I swear has a pool. So I mean, you know, go to the pool and hang out for half the day. You know, take long naps. I, I it's it's a great day to recharge. I agree, and I think part of it too comes down to obviously I get into you know business things and how to get the most out of your day productivity wise but there is an old adage about you know working smarter not really old adage but there's an adage called working smarter not necessarily harder and I think it applies a little bit to the parks because obviously you can go to the parks for all day long I mean you're going to be exhausted your family's probably going to hate you they're going (laughs) to get me away from these crazy people but I, I think if you plan your day correctly you have a you know, and Jeremy and I have talked about this, and Jamie and I have talked about this, and I know Jeremy and Ron have talked about this, of just having a plan. Like, mm-hmm. don't show up to the parks and just be so be like, well, see what happens. Because then you're just setting up to uh, inefficiency is going to be the order of the day. So if you have a good plan, you can get a lot of stuff done and not spend so much time in the parks. Now, obviously, yeah. it's not that you don't want to spend time in the parks because we all love going to the parks. But it's just you don't want to spend that too much where it wears everybody down and you go over that, you know, kind of go over the top, yeah. if you will. Yeah. Speaking of over the top, that's I just a, thought of Sylvester Stallone in a good Over movie. the Top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, it's a terrible movie, but it's funny. <laughs> if you guys it haven't seen funny. it, you should watch it. It's very strangely structured for an 80s movie. Anyway. That's a good time. <laughs> it just randomly popped in my head. I apologize. Yeah. If you guys aren't used to this, you might be if you listen to this. Jared is so random. Things pop in my head. It's funny. I apologize. Um, all right. Number four we have is find good napping locations in the parks. Mm -hmm. This doesn't apply to every child, but it does to ours. So that's why we want to make sure to include it. She has to have a nap every every day, Um, at least half an hour. But usually if she's in her own bed, she'll sleep hour and a half to three hours sometimes. So it's really important if we're going to be in the parks during nap time that I find a good napping location. For her, it has to sound like um, white noise around her because there's a lot of people talking or yelling or screaming or walking by she won't settle down enough and this again this is every kid is different but this is just how she functions as a, as a sleeper I guess so we've kind of found key spots in each park to go to while she's napping and then you know she's fine yeah I, I actually think the best spot in all of property is the gorilla falls at animal kingdom uh, there's yeah. a spot back there. It's off. It's when you get off of the, is it Safari? Yeah, when you're exiting yeah. Kilimanjaro Safaris. That's right, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a spot back there. You can get in the corner. You got the waterfalls there. Even if there's people around being loud. And it's kind of tucked away too. So even if there are people around, the waterfall kind of drowns a lot of that out. Uh, that's probably the best spot on all of property. Um just the water rushing is like yeah, the white and just noise. the fact that yeah. it's kind of secluded back. It's kind of shaded too. It is, and it's so. a good place to. It's a really good place if you want to get a snack as well. Go grab your snack and sit over there, and it's kind of away from things. And yeah, because Animal Kingdom is hot. It's a hot park. It is. So you know, get some shade and kind of just relax. Um, the one that doesn't have a really good nap spot, at least at this point, is Hollywood Studios. I know. They really don't have a don't. good nap location there. The best one I can I can recommend would be over by the Tower of Terror. I was just going to say yeah, that. There's yeah, there's a little canopy there. Um, there's really no... It's kind of a way, but at the same time, if it's busy, it's going to be loud in there. But it is shaded, and they do have fans. I don't know. I think you have to get a cast member to turn the fans on. Because mm-hmm. when I was there, I saw the fans, but they weren't on. But that's a decent spot. 
It's yeah. not the best, but decent. Uh, Magic Kingdom. Uh, what would you say the best spot is over there? Well, before we do Magic Kingdom, I was going to explain what the spot is. At Hollywood Studios, in between Tower of Terror and Rock and Roller Coaster, before you turn in to get into Rock and Roller Coaster, if you keep going straight, um, kind of across from the bathrooms, yeah, there's this area that used to be the Fast Pass kiosks. Well, they don't use them anymore, but that area is still there. So it's a good place, like Jared was saying, for some shade and stuff. So I just want to make sure you guys know what we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, Magic Kingdom. Is there any good places over there? The one that I've, one. yeah, the one that I've used twice now is um, Rapunzel's Tower. There's a there's some little rushing water. It's not super loud, but it does drown out the sounds a little bit. But it's so funny because it's like it's like right in between. Um, uh, is it? That's not for, uh, Liberty Square and Fantasyland. So I can hear Rapunzel music or I can hear Tangled type music. And I can also hear Haunted Mansion music. <laughs> like when I was there last time, Those I was like, together. this is very confusing. So it's just jumbled mess and it just lulled her to sleep. So yeah, great. And then Epcot over there by... Uh, Journey to Imagination is probably the best spot because they've got those... The backwards. The backwards fountains. fountains. Yeah. But and Journey, yeah. given the fact that Journey to Imagination is not that popular, uh, it's usually fairly quiet over there. Mm-hmm. Depending, obviously, Epcot could be really busy, but you do have water over there. So those are yeah. kind of our little spots we like to use. There's another spot I want to mention real quick. Bonus spot. Um, I know, right? At Epcot um, in World Showcase... The area, if there's not a concert going on, the area in the UK, Pavilion area, um, if you go down the little side street they have, and there's, oh, that's the, right, yeah. there's like, you know, like garden area has like a, was it like house facades? Yeah, it's a little, it's like a little garden type area back there. It's actually yeah. really kind of nice back there. Yeah, it's, it's a little bit quieter and you know, there's not, there's not any rushing water or anything, but it's. It's a good spot for a nap if you've got a little one that doesn't mind the um, the background noise and stuff. Yeah. So that's a good one. Indeed. Uh, okay, the fifth one we have here, and this one I think might be number one. If food is number two, this one might be number one, which would be just don't do too much. Um, go, You know, having us have been to Disney World many times without children and now with children – it just comes down to when you go with kids, you're just going to have to just uh, par back, I guess, your plans a little bit. Yeah. Um, just don't try and jam pack too much in there just because you're just setting yourself up for a disaster at that point. I I agree. Over planning and and taking on too much every day is, is a really good recipe for moms and dads to have meltdowns and scream at each other. Well, moms and dads, the kids having meltdowns, just everybody having a meltdown, just being in the parks too long. And that may mean, you know, when we go, that usually means one of us or both of us don't get to ride a ride maybe we want to do. You know, maybe it's because we know she needs to go take a nap or something like that, which we know that... happened to me all the time the last trip. Yeah. And we know that going in. So, uh, but we also try and find maybe a weekend where we can go, you know, I know we've done solo trips or Mm -hmm. it's just, you know... Someone can watch her and we just go ourselves for a weekend or something like that. But I think this, if you want to keep your kids from having meltdowns and you're still having a good time, it's just not doing too much. And for each kid, it's going to be a little bit different. Um, But I think this, you know, maybe ideal, at least for us, what we tend to do 
or three to four hours in the morning in the parks, take a nap, and then go back to the parks at night for like three or four more hours. Mm-hmm. You know, and sometimes it may be longer, you know, if she's doing okay. Or like when we watched um, Happily Ever After, I think we kept her, uh, we may have been there for five hours. Um, yeah. But the little hack we have is we in kind of break glass in case of emergency is the, the iPad, iPad that we'll, <laughs> we'll let her use. And if she has that, it keeps her from completely melting down. And, right. um, but you know, she did okay. But we just don't, she like, could. if we extend her at night, we try not to then get her up super early the next morning. Right. Or we, do, we try not to also extend it that next day because I think that's just a cumulative effect. Mm-hmm. And for instance, we went in December, uh, we took, you know, my mom. And on this trip, we didn't plan a rest day. Because we were trying to, they didn't have park hopper passes, so we were trying to do one park mm-hmm. each day. Right. And we got to about, we were there from Monday through Friday. We got to about Thursday, was it Wednesday or Thursday? It was like Thursday morning. Yeah. And she was just not having it. She, yeah, and it was basically, rough. she was, all she, and she got really upset at the parks. Jamie took her back to the hotel, or we were staying at Old Key West, back to the resort, and she was fine. She just literally wanted to be out of the parks and just wanted to play. Yeah. with mom and dad and she i mean the time she was 16 months so it's not really she she couldn't really tell us what was wrong she just responded by crying and running away yeah <laughs> so yeah like i picked her up i put her in the stroller and once we got into the bus where there was nobody around because the buses were pretty deserted at that time was nobody was around it was just her and i she was fine so yeah, yeah. And then, again, this goes into knowing your child. And yep. we know with our child, she doesn't, you know, a lot of loud noises and lots of, you know, a long period of lots of people. Mm-hmm. She's going to get a little agitated. So, yep. Um, yep. But yeah, that's, you know, I, I think. And then even the next after that, like she she just needs that break. And so it's just kind of a cumulative effect, I think. So I have an honorable mention I want to, Ooh, okay. to talk about. Um, and the last time we did this this episode on our on the capture the magic podcast we didn't mention this one but now that she she's very active toddler being in the stroller all day long not good for her not good at all she'll go crazy so we you know we try to plan to have her times where she can get out of the stroller and walk with us um so if you find places in the parks or outside the parks where you know they can they can walk around they can play without getting anybody's way if it's too busy or whatever that's ideal so like epcot those the jumping the jumping fountains those are perfect those are like off the off the pathway from future world to to world showcase and and you know they're really fun um the casey jr splash and soak station at magic kingdom again another good area also that little area over by splash mountain the playground. Yeah, 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 the playground and Splash Mountain area. That's perfect. So, yeah, I wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't expect your 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 kid to stay seated for eight hours a day. So, you know, build those times in and do some research beforehand and find out where are some good places for them to just blow off some steam. Because, yeah, I mean, if you are if you have them in their stroller from place to place and they're not really walking that much, yeah, their the legs aren't getting tired, but they're also not getting any, like exercise and it gets really boring well in, in for our daughter she's super active so yeah she exactly. wants to run around as much as mm-hmm. she can so we know it's not even an option for us to basically say we're going to spend four hours in the parks and she's never going to get out of the stroller i mean no, we never know you, you would be hearing her 
from so the bad. back of the park to the front of the park to be so mad at us. Yeah. So, and, you know, like I said before, knowing your kid, but right. working in those times and just, you know, I, I think the basic thing when you're going with a toddler is just to be flexible. Um, mm-hmm. And I've said this, I remember specifically when we were planning our wedding and Jamie was, you know, as, as it can be done with wedding planning, but it was literally just like, listen, something, things are going to go wrong. It's just going to happen and you're just going to expect it and just kind of roll with it. And I think that's always been my adage on even, you know, vacations. There's going to be something yeah. go wrong. Um, so just be prepared for stuff to kind of go sideways. Hopefully it's not too bad. And if you have a trip where nothing goes wrong, thank your lucky stars, chalk it up to luck, and don't expect that as the norm for all your trips. But, you know, just understanding that there's going to be something take place that's going to alter your plans. And when it does happen, you know, Try not to let it ruin everything. Don't, you know, try not to let it freak out. You know, obviously easier said than done. I can't say that I, I'm perfect at this all the time. Like our last trip, it rained like mm-hmm. insane amounts the first week we were it was, there. It was like, what was it? Uh, remnants from the hurricane or something? It was some system that was just sitting down in the Gulf. And I mean, it was, That's it wasn't right. your afternoon showers. It was literally from morning until evening, just rain. And you might have an hour here and there that it just wasn't pouring, but it was just rain all the time. And it would get really easy because it gets really annoying. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, well, we're at Disney. Make the most of it. Like, we're going to get a little wet, but it'll be okay. Right. Um, you know, it rains one thing, obviously, you got to deal with, but there's a lot of other things. But just be flexible. Have fun. Um, don't put too much pressure on your trip. You know, all these things kind of. It's like when you walk in, you know, you get some people together and like, we're going to have a great time. It's like, <laughs> yeah. okay. Like, Maybe yeah. take a chill bill. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so this is, um, those are our tips for navigating the parks with toddlers. I actually have one more, oh, Jared. I'm sorry. I keep thinking of them. They just keep coming to me. You made me a liar, but go on. <laughs> so sorry. Um, kids are usually early risers. So in your trip planning, I would recommend you know, getting to a, a park at rope drop. Yeah. I mean, it's very easy to do if you're up at 6 a.m. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. <laughs> and rope dropping in general will allow you to get the most out of any day in the park. Right, but, right. Yeah. But that way you can get a lot of stuff done in the morning. You know, there's not that many people compared to the rest of the day. It's not as hot. It's just, it's an ideal time for, for children. And they're at their... I, at least for our daughter, she's at her best self about nine in the morning. <laughs> so if we can if we can get everything and we're, we're you know get going and we're at the park by nine, it's perfect. Yeah, sometimes it's like she's great in the morning. She takes a nap and then she wakes up from the nap and she's like a monster. It's like oh. what happened to the the happy kid this yeah, morning? But yeah, yeah, yeah. I would agree. And also too, obviously with it being cooler and you know with kids, they can get overheated pretty quickly. So it is you know yeah. more comfortable for them they maybe not get as less, ag- less agitated and stuff like that so that's right. a, that's a good point you bring up good job thank you thank you it just came to me is there anything else that you want to add that randomly comes to you i think i think that's it i think all my randoms are are out are your randos okay my randos yeah and obviously um i mean if you've listened to capture the magic we talk about going to the parks with our daughter all the time because she all goes to this time. most of the time so we're always learning new things. Um, I'm sure this next trip, we're, we've got our next trip planned for September. We don't yep. get to go as much as Jeremy and Rhonda do. So, we don't. It is a 17-hour drive if we decide to drive. So, you know, that limits us a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I'm sure on this next trip we'll find, you know, some other things as she gets older and, mm-hmm. you know, 
all that stuff. So it's always an adventure, at least. You yeah. never know what you're going to quite get, but uh, oh, yes. just kind of roll with it. But, well, if there's nothing else uh, you want to add, I guess we'll just mention uh, be sure to uh, head on over and join the Facebook group, uh, Caption Magic Community. Um, it's, a, it's a good time. If you like to talk about Disney and you enjoy GIF-based conversations, then you'll probably enjoy yourself over there. Yes, and I, I agree. When we all when we go to the parks, we always do updates in there, and you know all all kinds of stuff. Uh, and um, I think that uh, I think that's it. Okay. Okay. Well, thanks for listening to us. Hopefully, you enjoyed the episode. Uh, Jeremy and Rhonda should be back with their next one on Friday. It should be them. And uh, thanks. do we know what they're doing? I do not. Probably about know. their trip. I'm going to assume it's a trip review. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. I, I think, uh, but. Yeah, Jeremy and like I think Jeremy like we're recording this in the evening and he went to bed like two hours ago, so I know he was like really tired. Where did they stay this past time? Uh, they stayed. He was it Riverside. Yes, one was Riverside in the um the royal room royal room, and then he uh, stayed. I don't hear about that. Yeah. He got an extra night. He stayed at Pop Pop Century. Oh goodness, that's so, where we're staying in September. So I'm excited to hear about that. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. I, I'm assuming they're going to do a review of some sort because okay. they ate a lot of places as well, but I don't know for certain because they were. He, he went to bed early because they had to get up early as well. So, I know they were tired. But, uh, but yeah, I had a really good time. Glad. Thank you for listening to us. And hopefully, be sure to check out Caption Magic if you enjoyed listening to us at all. Um, you know, we have fun. I don't know. We have, we have fun. Uh, we have fun. <laughs> isn't that a skit somewhere? I don't I know. Yeah. <laughs> we have fun. Uh, also, the YouTube channel, Jimmy and Rhonda, and uh, we also have vlogs that go up there as well. So, at least uh, one a week from each of us. So, okay, check that out there. So, well, thanks for listening to us, and uh, we will hopefully see you guys soon.